Hello, and welcome to episode 10 of the How to Sleep podcast. This week, you'll learn how your mobile phone could be bad for your sleep, and if it is, how to turn this around and start making your mobile phone work for you to support your sleep with your takeaway action for this week. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blakeman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you have worked so hard to create and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve and actionable steps that you can take. I wanted to talk about mobile phones this week because I feel like there's a lot of information circulating around about mobile phones and how they can be bad for your sleep. And so I thought it would be useful to summarise this information and maybe dispel some myths at the same time. And also to put this in perspective for you because often you kind of read a short media article and the point of the article is all sensationalising or fear-based, trying to draw up some drama and you end up thinking the worst. And let's face it, phones are a fundamental part of our lives these days. They're, they're definitely here to stay. And I don't want to advocate anyone like living like a hermit or depriving yourself unnecessarily. So I want to cut through the hype and get to some facts. Okay, so there are three major things that tend to be connected to the use of mobile phones in sleep. I mean, I'm sure there are more, but there are these three main ones. So the first is blue light. Now, you've probably heard of blue light, but if you haven't, this is basically referring to the light colour spectrum. So light has a whole spectrum of colour. As you know, when you look at a rainbow, you can see this refracted out into the separate colour bands. And the simple explanation, the simple explanation of blue light is it's the light at the bluer end of the spectrum. So let's go back to our basic sleep education that I know that you started to build for yourself after listening to earlier episodes of the podcast. So if we go back to basics, your brain is looking to detect when it is night and when it's day. And why is it doing this? Because your brain loves routine and working in cycles and it's biologically programmed as a human brain to want to sleep at night. And there are loads of other bodily functions obviously that are dependent on night and day too. So your brain is kind of hooked on trying to detect at any given moment, is it day or is it night? And it's also doing this because it's trying to detect a pattern, a cycle in this occurrence of day and night, so that it can start to lock in your particular body clock and then start to predict when it's night and day in advance. And it wants to do this because I talked about in the last episode your brain needs a certain amount of notice to prepare for sleep. And so it's helpful to it if it can latch onto a routine and therefore predict and kind of stay ahead of this cycle. And one of the key ways it does this is this day and night detection is by receiving information from your eyes. And your eyes are obviously getting information from the environment all around you. But specifically, um, they're they're getting information on the level of light. So lots of light our brain interprets must be daytime, low light levels, um, your brain interprets must be evening or nighttime. And if we get in even more specific, it's detecting the blue light. And it can detect this, interestingly enough, even even with your eyes shut. 
Anyway, so what, so what this means is, in simple terms, when your eyes receive the blue light, they send a message to your brain to tell it that it's daytime. So if we go back to your mobile phone now, the light on the screen of a phone is emitting high levels of blue light. So when your eyes send this information to your brain, your brain is receiving data that it's really high levels of blue light. And guess what? So now your brain is registering its daytime, even if it isn't. So now I talked in the last episode about boundaries and the importance of having this evening. And if you didn't listen to that one, please go back and listen to that one so that you can understand what I mean when I talk about having an evening and a boundary into the evening and why that's so important. So your conscious brain can know it's the evening, but your eyes, which are looking at your phone, are sending information to your brain, which is in your brain is then interpreting as a signal that it's daytime. Okay, so here we are giving our brain really confusing signals. And which one's going to win? Yes, you guessed it, the data we receive from our eyes, because that's how our sleep mechanism works. And as I've talked about before, we're looking at primarily primitive subconscious mechanisms driving our sleep functions and controlling our melatonin levels not our cognitive brain even if our cognitive part of the brain knows it's 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 almost bedtime okay so that's the first problem with phones the screens release a lot of blue light which your eyes receive and communicate information to your brain which interprets this as a sign that it's daytime and therefore not an appropriate time to sleep or or be feeling sleepy the second issue and one that i personally don't think is talked about enough is what we tend to be doing on our phone. So we're often doing something busy and it's what I call this kind of busyness. So it could be answering emails, doing work, internet shopping, games, uh, watching the news or just hours and hours of kind of random social media scrolling, uh, looking at other people kind of posting their fabulous life or perhaps they're um, expressing or ranting about about, um, something that's upset them that day. And all that has its place. And look, I'm with you on this. I get my weekly screen time report from my phone, which seems to continually tell me that my average screen time has gone up again this week from last week. But our time for busyness is daytime and not before bed. Why? Because our brain can, again, interpret this constant busyness as a signal that it's daytime. And that could be a problem because... Like I've said, your brain is programmed to try and stay awake in the day and only sleep at night. So again, if you're doing constant business on your phone late at night, then you could be giving your brain confusing signals about whether it's daytime or whether it's nighttime. Now, there's there's also more to this. This is this has kind of got many layers, which I, I haven't got time to go into here. But this issue of busyness and brain processing, um, and I'll probably come back to this in a later episode, but just for now, even if you think of it simply as keeping your brain active and busy, which is a confusion or could be a confusion if you're doing this right before bed. Thirdly, some studies have linked sleep disruption with EMFs or electromagnetic frequencies. And this gets a focus in relation to mobile phones because we all tend to sleep with them very close to us, specifically close to our head, our brain throughout the night. So if they're on the bedside table or nightstand, for example, or even you might sleep with it under your pillow. And some studies suggest that EMFs may also disrupt melatonin and therefore disrupt your sleep. So the three main ways in which mobile phones are linked to affecting your sleep are blue light, keeping you too busy too late, and EMFs. 
If you want to reduce this, there are two easy ways that you can do this today. The first and most effective way is simply to have a mobile phone curfew. So pick a time which fits in with your evening, which hopefully you've defined from listening to the last episode, and try to limit mobile phone use in that time. And secondly, you can also adjust the blue light settings on your phone. Most new phones have these settings and they reduce the blue light being emitted after a certain time that you select. Okay, so in all of this, and I said at the start, I wanted to help you put this in perspective because it's not about scaremongering and making you afraid, it's about keeping you educated. And I really don't want you to forget that blue light is not bad in of itself for sleep. And it's actually especially helpful in the daytime for helping your brain to recognize that it's daytime. And and that's really important when you're trying to tackle your sleep issue as well. So I think I've talked enough about why people think mobile phones are bad for sleep. What about how they can help you with sleep? Well, there's loads of ways in which your mobile phone can actually be useful to you in tackling your sleep issue. So for example, there are some inbuilt apps on your phone that can support you to establish your daytime and evening routines and they can track help you track your sleep. So this is a key foundation that I always recommend for my adult sleep coaching clients when you're first starting out to address to address your issues. And in addition, there are apps which can support you with relaxation, that can combat your worrying, that can help you get to sleep quicker. And these are particularly helpful if you either struggle to go to sleep or you're waking in the night and you can't get back to sleep, particularly because you you know you can't get your mind to switch off. Okay, so if you want to know more detail on these, because I'm running out of time, unfortunately, in this week's episode to talk on detail about this, I'm going to put the link in the show notes and you can download my free guide to iPhone apps that can help you to sleep better. So your takeaway action for this week is really simple. It's to consider whether you need to reduce your mobile phone use if you think that you do and you want to try that, then try the suggestions that I've put in the episode for you to do that. And then download my free guide if you want to know which apps I recommend for helping you with your sleep. So that this week you can establish an effective approach for making sure that your phone is not working against your sleep, but it's working to support it. All right, thanks for listening. Have a great week and take care. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did, and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources. Link in the show notes. Or follow me on Instagram at Nikki.Blakeman. Wishing you a peaceful night's sleep.